0: Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the show. Very excited for the day's podcast. And it's a doozy because we're digging into a couple of questions from you. That's right, you out there in the community. And before I get into today's episode, if you do have other questions, questions of me that you might want to say, hear an answer on this podcast or some other social channels that you may pay attention to that have my name on them, I want to invite you to text me. Uh, 206-309-5177. Of course, you can always, you know, track me down in other places, but the best place to get a hold of me is via text, 206-309-5177. Now let's get into today's episode where I take a couple of questions. First, Natasha is a published photographer who's looking to get her work in bigger publications. I don't know if that sounds familiar to anybody, Um, but this idea of, uh, you know, finding the next ladder, the next step, the next... Um, the next uh, spot in your ever-expanding career. In this episode, I give Natasha the blueprint for, I think, any of these steps, how to get published, hired, or noticed um, by the next level of your community and or, more importantly, your job and or profession. So, after I talk to Natasha, I also take a question then from Misha, who asks some really uh, smart pointers, or asks for rather some really smart pointers on working with software developers. How do you sort of hire a team if you've got an idea and you want to get some um, some bits pulled together to share a product experience, or if if, if what you have in mind for your future involves developing developing software, how to work with those developers and Amongst these two calls I also talk about the ever important one of my favorite things to talk about which is the other 50%. That is, you know, we're told that you you and your craft alone are going to get noticed and you know that I don't believe that you always have to be doing the other 50% of the work which I call building community. Obviously, you can hear how to get to the next level and, you know, how to work with others as you know, you can hear the underpinnings of community there. So I go into a little bit of depth about the other 50%. Uh, you know, if you're curious about how to hack your learning, I also there's a really interesting little bit about yours truly and my buddy Tim Ferriss. So it is a jam packed episode. I can't wait for you to listen. Um, without further ado, <laughs> without further, I'm just fired up. Without further ado, welcome to the show, and I can't wait for you to dig in. So, away you go.
1: Hey, Chase. My name is Natasha. My um, photography company is Najo Photography, mm-hmm. and I'm on Instagram at Najo underscore photography Okay. Underscore designs. Um, my question is um I have been published a grand total of eleven times um through independent magazines and also um some a couple of regular magazines, but not like Cosmo or um something like that or Vogue or whatever that is um and I'm just wondering what's the next step for that um how do I get magazines like Vogue? and Cosmo and um, Marie Claire to yep. um, pay attention to my work Love it. Um, Love because it. I've like right. I say I've been published through everything and I don't pay to be published I'm actually they actually seem to
0: like my work yeah. and accept my work got it
1: um, if you can answer that for me
0: that would be great. Got it. Okay, Natasha. And this, again, this is not just a question that Natasha needs answering. This is all like, how, how do we get our work in other places and get hired in those places? And the the answer is the same. I'm going to give you, Natasha, a couple specific things that I want you to do. And you all are going to be able to extrapolate how this applies to your world, regardless if you're trying to get your photographs in magazines or trying to do something different. So, Specifically, and this is this is the part that's the same for everybody, is you need to deconstruct how these magazines hire people, who does the hiring, aka who makes the choices and writes the checks, and find a way to get your work in front of those people. Now, it's also, it's very critical to understand that you need to understand that they're they have a certain bar, a certain threshold. Remember the first thing that we all need to to focus on is craft because we need to get good at something and good enough so that we can honestly make sure that the work that we're doing is on par with the work that you're seeing out there in this case. She's talking about Cosmo or Marie Claire or whatever. But the same is true for you and and whoever you are out there listening with other, uh, other industries. But for you, Natasha, deconstruct who the photo editors are, who the photo buyers are, who are the photographers that are getting hired, what are they doing, how can you get in front of the the people who hire photographers at those publications. The the total pool of magazines that you mentioned and ones that I think are on the magazine shelf and analogous or similar, it's, it's hundreds, it's not tens of thousands. And if you want your work there, which is a great way to A, be seen and B, to be able to use that and leverage that into getting bigger commercial clients or whatever this is this is the strategy you you want to have the people who are doing that work the photo editors the and and you you can see it's in the masthead of the magazine it's online you can actually buy access to mailing lists and whatnot to find out who these people are and then there are a number of things you should do you should make sure that the work that you are shooting it looks like the work that they're hiring but has a unique angle what are you doing that's different not just better if you can be better that's great but what's different or unique and make sure that they know who you are. There's all kinds of ways to do that. Um, I've talked about email, um, I've talked about social sort of stalking and getting your work out there. Follow them, like their posts, like their comments on all of the social channels, because I promise you, these are human beings that are making human level decisions. You need to find a way to get on their radar go to trade shows, these people often go to trade shows, find out what they're into and get into the same thing. But it doesn't matter if you're trying to get hired by a giraffe trainer, a magazine editor, or a an entrepreneur, or Elon Musk from at, at SpaceX. You need to be on their radar, and you do it by being around them, following them on social, making sure they're familiar with your work such that when it comes time to hire another photographer or to buy a shoot or to, or sorry, buy a license an image, that they have your work in mind when they do that. There's only one way, repetition. Make sure they know who you are. Be in as many places as that person is looking. Simple as that.
1: I wanted to know how has working with software developers to build digital products, such as a website or a mobile app, mm-hmm. been different from hiring and working with other kinds of creatives? Um, for your experience, obviously, especially with uh, your experience building creative lives. Got Thank it. Thank you.
0: Love it. So this is a question that we all need websites. We all need digital presence. We all need um, y'all you know, coders, software product people. They're all part of our lives now. And it's because it's we're in a digital economy. Um, So I'm going to remove from the discussion the digital aspects about your personal brand with respect to social media. I'm gonna focus on people who are building products, like Misha just said, and websites and whatnot. Um, To me, it's like working with anybody. First of all, you have to understand what um, the context of the project is. How well can you define the thing that you're looking to have build That is, if you know what you want built and you're looking for someone to build it, the tighter picture you can come with on what it is that you're asking from them, the more comfort that that person has. Like, if you show up to a builder and you're like, uh, you're talking about a house, and he's like, yeah, I kind of want to build a house. It's like, I don't know, it's going to, I think it's going to be blue. Um, And they're like, how many bedrooms? How tall is it? How many square feet? Where is it located? Is it, you know, on a hill or is it flat? They have a billion questions. So, the more that you can be clear on what it is that you want to do, the easier it is for you to have a working relationship for someone to, to work on. If you're looking to hire someone to build a thing for you, which you might not be, but that's the first sort of way, way I'm looking at the question. Clarity provides actionable steps for that person because that person's scared shitless of getting sucked into your sort of cyclical, wondering what it is that you're building. So the tighter that you can be in defining that would would be the best way of recruiting. They have things called RFPs, like a request for proposal, and that's where you're you're bringing you're you're posting your project and soliciting people who might want to build something for you. You can do those on, on all kinds of sites and Reddit, and there are developer um, communities and forums and whatnot where you can go to find people to help you build stuff. There are local meetups in your city. I don't care how big your city is. There are engineers and product people working there. Now, if I'm gonna assume that that is a complete answer on how to just be very well organized and then when you sit down with them, you probably would vet a couple of them, find out who you best get along with, who you feel like has the chops to do the project in a way that you'd like, narrow it from all of the people who respond to three to five people to two people to then the final person and you give them the job and then you work closely with them based on that experience. That's just like hiring anybody. Except in this case, you're working with someone who's gonna build a product for you. I'm wondering, Misha, if you were saying like, do you have to like, because um, stereotypically developers are this kind of personality and I don't believe in that. I think that you're going to get a, a range of personality types. Um, so I, I don't feel like that's germane to the question. And in those, in those cases, it's just general emotional intelligence. You have to have emotional intelligence enough to work with the person who is sitting across the table from you regardless of their personality type. So when you're narrowing that, the thing down to the thing you actually want to hire. Uh, the person you actually want to hire, then you're looking for personality matches and can you work with this person? Because if you do anything that's quality, you're going to have to be into it hard enough, long enough, and you're going to get into the details such that you better have a good working relationship with the human. All right, so there's one other thing that I wanted to add, and that is if you're talking about finding collaborators where you don't know what you want to build and you're looking for people to like brew up this next cool idea. I think more than anything you need to be a part of the community. That's where you find you get you develop friendships and business relationships and you know potential collaborations only by actually connecting with humans, it can be digital because you can you know you can build a website across the internet just from collaboration, But I'm a huge believer in this is the video that I re- how many times have I referenced that 50 percent? These things like a million, right? Watch a video that I put out called the Other 50 Percent, and that is how do you participate in your community? In this case, how do you participate in the software developer product development community? There are meetups in your um, in your communities. There there are people are at Creative Live learning those like design and UX skills. There are um, there are forums on the internet where you can learn and meet these people, and there are trade shows that you can go hang out with. Like, how can you physically put yourself in that space? You need to be a part of that community, and if you're willing, to, if you're dying to find co-conspirators that you don't have that perfect idea that you can put on paper so someone can build it you need to go find someone that wants to work on the same thing you wanna work on. And that's only by being a part of a community, okay? Keep this episode tight. How about that one? All right, thanks for listening. Hey, before you go, I want you to know that I never, not for a millisecond, take it for granted that you have decided to spend some of your time and attention here on the show with yours truly, guest or no guest, it's just an outright privilege. I don't take it for granted for a second. I want to say thank you. In line with that, this is a community and I would love if you've been moved or inspired or whatever to share this with anyone that is in your universe. Uh, Feel free to shout questions or just even a shout out to to yours truly or the guest means the world. I want to say thanks and have a good one.